In the Huddle was created to give student athletes, parents and coaches an inside look at the journey through US college sport and all that comes with it. The demands, the experiences, the excitement and the opportunities available to our student athletes from around the world. Study and Play USA facilitates a comprehensive, customised approach for student athletes and families for their whole journey from their high school preparation years right through to US college graduation. Welcome to this special edition of In The Huddle. My name's Alexia and today we're joined by Study and Play USA student athlete Jessica Hoban, who in the last month has not only just graduated from high school, but also accepted a Division I scholarship offer to study and compete in track and field at a Division I college in Tennessee. Jess, welcome. Hello. <laughs> uh, well, it's been quite a month. Um, how do you feel? Um, I'm pretty excited, not going to lie. Um, <laughs> a little bit stressed, but very excited to see what happens, what goes ahead in the next couple of years yeah. and weeks. <laughs> yeah, so it's all kind of happened at once, hasn't it? you nearly graduated from high school (laughs) just signed your offer you know to be able to go to college in America so it's a bit overwhelming right yeah a little bit (laughs) everything just all happened at the same time but yeah it's very exciting it's the way it goes sometimes hey (laughs) yeah um Jess I know that you know you're in year 12 now we just finished year 12 um you started with the study and play USA family when you were in year 10 um so a long time Um, (laughs) something I say to all of our student athletes is the best thing that you can have on your side in this process is time Um, and you know now that you're towards the end of the process how have you found starting earlier helped you I think it definitely helped me a lot I ended up taking my SAT three times so having that time to do that to improve my marks, to figure out what I need to learn for it really helps and de-stressed me a bit, knowing Mm -hmm. that I had the time to do it over and over again if I wanted. And it gave me time to develop as an athlete so I could put my very best self out there for coaching. Awesome. Um, You mentioned SAT. Did you find, again, something that I say to our student athletes is that you can you'll naturally improve on that next exam yeah. just from familiarity. Did yeah. you find that that helped? Yeah, Knowing definitely. what to expect? <laughs> definitely. Yeah, right. Um, okay. Now, um, I've got to say that from, you know, year 10 through to now, you have been one of our greatest examples of how to maximise the process. So, you know, for the listeners, uh, this is the part where you should get out your pens and paper <laughs> and, you know, take notes from Jess because, I want to highlight what you've been able to achieve over the years um, in our program. Firstly, let's talk about balance. So how have you been able to balance, you know, being an elite level athlete and competing at such a high level, but also the pressures of year 11 and 12 and, you know, keeping your academics up? Because, you know, as you know, academics are equally as important to this pathway and it can be quite a juggle. So, would you share with us some of the things that you found helped, um, you know, now that you're on the other side of it, I suppose? I think the main thing is even though you have training or you have competitions, you have to know where the line is to what you can and can't do. So if you have like all these exams coming up, taking a couple of training sessions off isn't going to hurt you. It's probably going to help you more because training and competing when you're stressed, so you have so much stuff to do actually detriment to your performance a lot mm-hmm. so I think it was just all learning how to balance everything 
but also enjoying what I'm doing. So making sure I take the time to do the things I enjoy and not focusing so heavily on school or so heavily on um, triple jump. Yeah. I find that, um, or did you find that um, having a distraction, so not having all of your focus on training, not having all of your focus on academics, having both, helped your performance in both yes definitely. <laughs> yeah okay right and how has your coach been in supporting you through this from an academic point of view you know and, and allowing you to balance that um he is very strict on us so if we have an exam so exam block and then a competition he won't let us compete <laughs> necessarily even if we're really keen to yeah he kind of knows our barriers and he gets to know us as athletes so that he knows what we can and can't do and if we're gonna train through um the pressures of school how to balance that with everything else it's great <laughs> it's important to have those people in your yes, corner definitely um now you spoke to a, a number of different um colleges throughout this process um what m- made the college that you've chosen your right fit what are the some of the some of the things that you took into consideration before making your decision so the first thing was the courses that the school offered so I wanted to have options and I knew I kind of wanted to go down the health route so finding the right course in that route was a big thing for me because it's something I've been set on for so long. Yeah. And then the second thing was the coach. If they kind of were suited to me, um, I'm a very stressed person. So if they could kind of (laughs) understand, like work more with individual athletes rather than comparing all the athletes as one person. So that was a big thing is like individuality and stuff, making sure I could express myself. Yeah. Stuff like that. Oh, good. (laughs) And did you have you know, a number of conversations with, you know, your co- your coach in America now um, in the lead up to making your decision, you know, did, yes. so how many do you think? I think I had, after my first conversation, I was like, oh yeah, this could be an option. My second conversation, I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like to my mom afterwards, I'm like, I think I'm, I think I'm going to go here. This is, yeah. this is the thing, but um. After my third conversation, definitely, I was like, this is what's right for me. This is going to happen. Excellent. Okay. Um, So before making the decision of what university you were going to, um, you know, you were in the coach, what we call the coach communication phase for quite some time, interacting with coaches and learning about their programs, you know, what the culture of their teams like, you know, the programs that they have. Um, What advice do you have? to student athletes who are about to embark on this part of the process or are currently in it because I think and we were talking earlier about how being on the other side of this process where you've made your decision you've spoken with all the coaches it's very easy to look back and go okay now I know you know the process educates you so here's your chance (laughs) to tell those students you know think of you back you know maybe 18 months ago what what advice do you have for them? I guess the first thing is keep your options open. Don't see one college and be like, oh, yes, I'm going here. I need to go here. Because personally, I started out speaking to Div 2 colleges and some, what's the one under that called? So there's NAIA? Yeah. Yep. So some Div 2 colleges and the NAIA programs. And I was like, 
talking to them, I was like, this isn't really where I want to go, but I'll happily go to one of these colleges. And Mm -hmm. I think you have to be really determined, but also keep your options open because there's so many colleges out there, like you've never heard the names of and like, you're not necessarily going to go to one of the big colleges that you've heard in like movies or TV shows. It's you're most likely going to go to a smaller one and it's probably going to end up being a thousand times better. Yeah. That's um, really good advice. I think (laughs) that, um, you know, there are over 4,500 universities in America. So there's no way that as Australians, we would have heard of all of them. (laughs) And you're right. We have only, you know, majority of us have only heard of those top ones that get mentioned and and a lot of airtime, but there are, thousands of yes, others that definitely. are that are great so okay and um I suppose when you set out in your coach communication phase um did it change I suppose to what was most important what you thought was most important to you at the beginning to what actually ended up being the most important thing for you to consider did that change throughout the process um I think it kind of did because originally I was just wanting to go to a big university mm-hmm. and I actually decided that it's probably better for me to go to a smaller sized university but have bigger options there because I'd be able to learn in classes with less people so I can actually get a good good education Mm -hmm. so I tried to prioritize a lot of my education as well when I'm over there because I'm there to study as well as compete yeah but study is a really important thing so I think that kind of changed a bit okay that's good that's good feedback you know for for the student athletes listening um now injury I want to talk to you about injury (laughs) and I know you're smiling here because you've had a heck of a road yes um so it's a part of sport Okay, um, not a fun part, but a part nonetheless. And there's never a good time um, to have an injury. Mm-hmm. No. Um, in early year 11 or in year 11, yeah. early in the process, you suffered a stress fracture. Yes. Um, you know, it left you out of competition for some time. And I do remember speaking with you at that time and you were naturally very upset. But mm-hmm. I heard a determination within yes. me <laughs> that um, we have gotten to know quite well. But talk me through, you know, and our listeners, what, you know, that how you turned it around from that initial disappointment, you know, of, you know, being out of competition for so long, but then how you turned that around into a determination and, and you know, what what did you do? So as, as you said, I had a stress fracture. It was actually my second stress fracture in eight months. Wow. So finding out I had another stress fracture was very hard. Yeah. But um, so I was in a boot and on crutches for a while. And I decided that that wasn't going to stop me from training. So I actually rocked up to the gym quite a lot with my crutches. <laughs> and I was just doing upper body stuff, just trying to get in as much movement as I could. And then as soon as I could, I was in the pool and I was probably still training at that time probably three times a week even like in a boot or um when I eventually could just starting like walking and jogging and stuff like that so I decided to take it slow like with rehab take the longer route but work hard throughout it and I think that really helped me get through it yeah and am I right in saying that your recovery was far less than what was predicted yeah yeah okay Wow. so that came down to doing things properly yeah but 
you know, as as much as possible. Yeah, because I was told I wouldn't be able to compete probably because it was in 2019, I think. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to compete probably till tw- the start of 2020. And I ended up going, my first competition back was the state championships in October, mm-hmm. where I ended up um, achieving my goals. Like I got a PB and I got into the top eight, which was all I wanted to do at that competition. Yeah. And I think just having that goal there, and I wanted to, I'm really stubborn. I wanted to prove the physio wrong. <laughs> yeah. So I think that really helps me get through it all. Awesome. That's so great. <laughs> and did your injury, is that something that you discussed with coaches at all? Um, so I did mention that in my um, profile, I had put that I'd been out for this amount of time because of injury, but I was still working towards it and I'm working towards um improving my bone health and just my health in general so that I can try and prevent the injuries so Mm -hmm. I kind of just explained that to coaches so they knew why maybe my times hadn't or distances hadn't moved for some time Mm -hmm. and they they understood it and actually were impressed with it yeah and that's um you know that's something that we try to get across to our student athletes is that injury happens you know it's a part of what you guys do Okay, um, and it can be something that you use in a positive way, mm-hmm. okay, to show coaches, you know, look at my determination, look yeah. at, you know, what I've done to come back from that. And I think, you know, it shows resilience and grit. And when you're in America, you know, you're going to, you know, probably get a small injury at some point, you yeah. know, four years or a niggle of, of something. So, you know, from our perspective, we really think that that shows coaches that if that happens, that you already have the resilience to be able to deal with sure. that, you yeah. know, um, and it's part of your story. It's part of what makes you Jess and stubborn <laughs> and determined, <laughs> but successful. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So what were some of the keys to you getting a Division One scholarship offer that you've now accepted? Um, you know, especially given, like you said, you know, in the first part of the coach communication phase, you were primarily speaking with Division Two or NAIA colleges, but in the background, you're still working and still, you know, yeah. competing. So, you know, what what were the keys for you to be able to get that? I think one of the main things, because I was doing the coach communication process kind of over the COVID period where we mm-hmm. were on lockdown and we weren't necessarily competing, so it was hard to talk to coaches and show improvements. Yes. So one of the big things that I did was I just kept training and I kept, I'd send coaches videos of me training, my distances from training. And I just, I think that was a big thing. Mm-hmm. It's just, you need to show them everything. Like be annoying. <laughs> Get in there. Just make sure they remember you. I think. Yeah, I'm spot on. And I think that is great advice, you know, for our student athletes is any update to coaches is a good update. Yeah. You know, just to show you keep moving, keep, keep doing you yes. know um well done <laughs> um something that's really important to coaches is tracking you know results and trajectory of recruits and that you've just touched on that you know that you constantly sent updates yeah. whether it was pbs or um you know video footage whatever it might be but you know during year 12 you had a you know it was more difficult of a year yeah. than you would have expected <laughs> or that the world would have expected so what were some of the ways if you could go into detail a bit more of some of the ways that you were able to demonstrate to coaches, you know, your development and progress, um, what, yeah, what were some of those things? I guess, um, I'm trying to think, maybe 
in the sense of the gym, um, I'd show just kind of how I changed my, how my strengths had changed. Um, there was a lot of, I was speaking to coaches more specifically about my technique because mm-hmm. I started the year with, in Australia, and my Australian coach, I changed coaches at the start of the year. So I had a lot of improvement that I could do. And I think developing my knowledge on that and then explaining to coaches with the knowledge I've learned um, what I'm doing and how I'm trying to do it mm-hmm. and how to fix things was actually helped with it. And I think, cause I'm not, I don't think my distances, I wouldn't have thought my distances I was jumping would make me, get me into a Div 1 school. But I think because they saw all the work that I was putting in behind the scenes and everything, I think that's what helps get you into it. Yeah. Absolutely. It's that development. Yeah. You know, you don't have to be that ready-made athlete necessarily um, for college, but they want to see that trajectory. That's right. And and the work and the effort that you're putting in. Yes. (laughs) Well, Jess, it's not long now until (laughs) you get to start your US college journey. So you'll be, um, you know, going maybe in two two months. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Um, Fun piece tell me what are some of the things from home that you're going to be taking with you um Vegemite <laughs> excellent um force it on your roommates yes, to try it they're going to have to be forced it's going to be Australia day when I'm over there so oh wow yes um yep. taking an Australian flag because my coach really wanted one. So, oh, really yes okay and then obviously like Tim Tams and everything just the necessities the necessities <laughs> I understand excellent and a lot of jumpers Okay. <laughs> you might have to buy some. We're not really used to having them here. <laughs> Great. Well, Jess, we honestly, it has been such a pleasure working with you and your family over the last two and a bit years. We are so excited for you. You have earned every last bit of your opportunity. You. We know that you're going to take it with both hands and give it everything you've got. And we just can't wait to, to see what the next four years bring for you. Thank you. Um, so thank you for joining us on In The Huddle today. And we will be sure to keep all of our listeners posted on your progress. Awesome. Thank Thanks you for having me. No worries. <laughs>